hey guys wow the long awaited m2m session is here you know a whole lot of persons have been anticipating the affair the pre valentine's day podcast so um with me today i have two amazing people and trust me these two people they've been peppering me before down and uh, it this feels like a setup though but eventually would pass <laughs> so with me i have mr victor Edet and uh, mr radiant coming in and we will be having a conversation on love and sex <laughs> all right all right so let's get into it let's get into it let's start with mr victor with mr victor Edet. okay sir so you see, I've noticed that after a broken relationship, it's usually the guys that frequently get stuck on trying to get back the ex. But the lady had long moved on. But most especially, if it's the lady that ended the relationship. So, sir, how can men heal and move on from a broken relationship? Uh, good morning good morning good morning wonderful people i'm super super excited to be here on men to men session the love affair wow 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 <laughs> all right thank you mr Anayam, for this wonderful opportunity sir. i really appreciate it. and i see my boss and brother mr radiant kemini awesome nice having you here sir and to everyone out there thanks nice 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 having you listen all right so we'll just go straight to the point I uh the first question is why is it that the guys are always the ones stuck in a, a broken relationship and it's easier for the girls to move on and the guys trying to get the ex back and all that. So how do you heal and move on? Amazing, amazing. Um I will not I'm not going to tell you what I read, I'm not gonna tell you what someone told me, I'm going to tell you what happened to me. I'm going to be sharing my experiences on each and every answer, just so you you can actually get live, true life experiences from there and lessons. Okay, sincerely, it is not easy to move on from a broken relationship, especially one that had value, the one that added value to your life and one that actually made sense and then one way or the other, you didn't just have to go on again. Okay, but then again, I want to add strongly and say that one major reason why it's difficult for people to for you guys to actually forget a relationship or guys to actually keep going back to open closed relationships is because of sexual relations involved in the relationship why am i saying this it's easier to move on and forget someone you were not intimate with once sex is involved in any relationship, you begin to discover that first thing that happens, it clouds your judgment. You don't even know and you don't even pick what you would know. There are things you would normally not take, like there are some things you would not even consider in a person. But because you're sexually involved with the person, it blinds your eyes to those things totally. And all you're seeing is just the pleasures you're getting in the relationship. And so when there's a boom, break up, you're now confused. You don't know what to do. All that is in your head. And let it be known that most times it's not love that you are going back for. No, it's not. It's not that they really love the person or they really miss the person. They just miss the feel. They just miss the sex. They just miss the things that used to happen in that relationship. Most actually, it is very easy for a guy to move on than a lady to move on. 
when you find a guy being stuck in a relationship, like he's trying to go back, check, they were sexually involved. They were sexually involved. For a woman, it's the heart that she has actually spent, more, wasted her time, years, probably months, you know, trying to understand your person, sacrifices, commitment, and all that. But for a man, it is the sex and everything that actually messes his head up, and then he wants to go back for another. He wants to go back for another. So it's not necessarily, most times, most times, not all cases, but most times, it's really like they really miss the person. So I don't know if that's the situation, but I would like to advise any relationship that you want to have. That is why it's good to say keep sex till marriage. Because once you start having sex in a normal relationship, and then let me let me push here to add that quote, that misconception that is growing around us this year. So we're not having sex, we're just making out. That thing is, I don't know whoever brought that thing. It's it's nothing, it's rubbish. There's nothing like making out and having sex. If you're having sex, you're making out, you're making out, you're having sex. There is no difference between the two. So we're just kissing and touching and we're not going deep down. No, what? Any kind of commitment with each other registers in your mind. So every time you see your ex, a man is moved by what he sees. Every time you see your ex, straight up memories of whatever you guys used to have come so fresh. And then you find yourself going back. And that is why in marriage, you advise that you stay away from an ex that you were sexually involved with. Not because, you know, you still love the person or whatsoever, but more, there is something that will just trigger something and before you know it, you're making mistakes and you and it, the idea is just for you to fall, make a mistake and then realize yourself afterwards. And then you'll be regretting. So it's easy to heal. The first, first step to heal for a man is you decide that you're done there. And do not decide in a toxic way. Don't get it wrong. No relationship leaves you the same. You have learned either in the positive or in the negative, but let it be known that you have learned. You've learned one thing or the other. So whilst you, you're hurting, while you're feeling, oh, this is, just remember one or two things the person has taught you not to do again or to do. And be grateful for it. And then let it be known also that for the chapter of your life next, to the next chapter of your life, sorry, that person is not needed. I don't know how, but I learned it the hard way for myself. When I I I I I, I had an issue with an, an ex that ah man, it really got to me. I cannot forget. You know, then I was I was in I was in um, I think I was in my early days in the university. Yeah, uh, I I gave in that relationship. I really invested time, money, my small money. <laughs> You know, and little little things and when the girl came up, it's over. Now she was leaving me for someone and a richer guy who was actually cute. Today I stand back and I look back. Sorry to say this is just us guys, but I look back and I'm like, that girl I was head over heels for. What's even wrong with me? Not that she's now okay, but with who I am right now, there is no way we would have made up. There's no way we would have gone ahead. So some breakups are for your own good. Some breakups are for your own good. So you have to discover that for the next chapter of your life, that person cannot be a part of it. 
So somehow, somehow, being that maybe God knows that if he leaves it for you, you on your own will not be able to scatter it. So bam, it causes something and then something gets to something and then and then the person tells you, yeah, she cannot, sorry, she cannot continue with you as a guy again. And so you're confused. So let it be known that okay, someone has walked out of my life, let the person go. And it's easier to say move on than to actually move on. Steps of moving on is actually just take out time and work on yourself. Now, I don't know if there's a session for this, it will ever come up, but guys, guys, when you break up, take out time and develop yourself, not for the next relationship. So you see someone breaks up on Tuesday and then Thursday is a new relationship. Bro, how far now? Like, how did you do it? Even an injury cannot even heal completely in three days. So, how much more? A heart injury. Come on. You're just you're just going out for a rebound. Like you, you just want to hit on someone else. Take out time. And don't work on yourself for another person. Work on yourself for yourself. That's a good opportunity to actually learn a skill. Add one or two things to yourself. Develop a part of you that you left abandoned. Because trust me, in most cases in relationships, when people are really committed to a relationship, they begin to abandon some parts of their lives because they are com- they are committed to a person. It's a bitter it's the bitter truth. When you're committed, you cannot carry. Um, my education, spiritual life, my purpose, my, my girlfriend, you know, you can't carry all those things and carry a ladder, no. When you're carrying my girlfriend, one will drop. One will actually, if not even two. Because some persons can actually bury their head in a relationship and bury everything about them in a relationship. So you see them always talking with the person that they are with, which is not bad, but then to an extent it can be toxic because you discover that you're actually getting addicted to a human being and then whoo, that is a red flag. Because if anything happens, bro, it looks as if everything you sunk in is gone. That's the only permitted end. In marriage, that's the only permitted in marriage. Okay, so you discover that the person is not good for the next chapter, you develop yourself a particular skill, something you had abandoned, you develop it. And of course, finally, 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 you sit back. And learn, learn, and relearn. What are the things I didn't do well? That's another way to heal. What are the things I'm to do well? And you start doing. Don't just sit down and think them. Start doing them. By all means, make your ex come back and not meet you the same way you were worse. If an ex meets you better than she left you, even if she doesn't tell you to your face, I'm, I mean, you're doing great. When she goes back on something, break. Like, wow, that guy is doing great. He's doing awesome. But if she meets you more terrible than she left you, when she sees you, that's a thanksgiving, bro. Like, God, thank you for saving my life. So you need to, by all means, for me, a breakup is a wake-up call. A breakup is a wake-up call. That guy, wake up, wake up, wake up. Wake up, that's it. For me, it's a, it's a wake-up call. I mean, ah. That's me. I mean, I'm not built myself to an extent where somebody cannot leave me. Ah, that, that's me being personal. I love myself so much. So, I have not built myself to a point where someone cannot leave me. Whoa. 
Okay, that means I have so much work to do. And I walk. By the time you see me next time, you will not be here. You know, so grow yourself to that point. Guys, love yourself. Develop yourself. Work on yourself. Invest in yourself. Invest time. Invest all the knowledge you have in yourself. So that by the time you come out of that season, and let me not fail to add, there will be nights you will cry. Guys, we, let's talk about that part. There will be nights you will pain you. There will be nights when you get to see pictures, if, it's, if you're with a girl that is a social person, you get to see pictures of how with some other person, it will hurt. There will be nights when you, there will be times when you be like, God, you begin to regret and all that. That's a good thing. The regret is a good thing. It is to push you to get better. By all means, don't let regret and pain make you make it fall out of yourself by going back to bed someone to stay in your life. When people leave you, let them go. And I'm serious about it. If you didn't do anything wrong, if you did not do anything wrong and someone actually left you, let them go. But if you did something wrong, apologize. And if you apologize sincerely and the person still doesn't want you back, let her go. Let her go. There's no need putting and insisting and forcing anything. All right. So I hope um, I've been able to break that down. So don't forget my first point. Avoid sex in any relationship. That is one major drawback for guys. When you start being sexually involved with someone, it blinds your eyes. Thank you. Okay, so, sir, back to you again. Um, you see, for a man coming out of a messy and a toxic relationship, especially when his trust had been broken, how can he learn to trust again? Okay, so I uh, I really like the second question because um, it's something I just had to deal with, you know, recently. Okay, so um, for a man coming out of a toxic relationship, how do you get to trust again? All right, that, that, that's a good one. I always tell people everywhere that I have an opportunity to speak that trust is like a piece of paper. You know, once it is tempered with, once it is squeezed, more you can never get that paper straight back again. Even if you get the paper back, it's still not going to be, I mean, I don't know if you can actually iron paper, but even if you iron paper, you might never still get it straight again. So I'm not going to tell you it's going to leave your head like, and then all of a sudden you're not going to feel it. No, 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 no. But it's possible to trust again. Now, on the flip side of this case, no two persons are the same. No two relationships are the same. No two relationships are the same. Before I before I tell you how to trust again, I would like to pinpoint something I realized personally in recent times. Before a trust is broken, there's a sign. Before trust is broken, there's a sign. Before you discover that okay, someone has broken your trust, there's a sign. And one major sign of broken trust or that your trust is about to be broken, or will be broken somehow, is secrecy. It's secrecy. So when once you discover that someone is actually hiding something, then there's, a, then there's something on the highway. So 
instead of just you know building expectations or putting crowns on the person's head like you know this person cannot do this person cannot do that just relate to the person as a human being because we are all human beings once once that i once i discover that i don't even you know i don't even want to and it's not just in in normal relationship even up to marriage even up to marriage i learned my lessons while i was in, in, in several relationships so i already know and my wife and i already have you know a code we don't even we don't go through our phones not because we don't trust ourselves but we don't just want that thing because once it is broken you can never have it back the way it is or it's supposed to be so now how do you deal with trust that is broken that that's the question i just had to throw more light on the other part before we come to the question how do you deal with a trust that is broken first is to genuinely forgive once you genuinely forgive that's a step to trusting back not fully though but you discover that if someone hurt you recently someone very close to me did something that really hurt me and i still cannot believe but we're back we're good and sincerely you need to forgive like you 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 look at the person not like the person but as jesus will actually look at us because i mean most of us on a daily we actually break jesus's trust and then he always trusts us back again and again and again so how does he do it it's forgiveness that's the first step you forgive the person not like you're forgiving the person now in a, in a relationship you're not forgiving the person to go back you're just forgive the person even as you have left the relationship i, I forgive you sister I forgive you for what you did to me and you move on you moved on but you're forgiving the person that forgiveness works two sides of course, as a believer, you're actually supposed to forgive. But then again, also, it also works on you. Because as you forgive the person, it begins to reduce the heart. And believers, we have a funny way of forgiving. Bible says forgive and forget. But we just take the first part and we forget the second part. Forgive and forget. You know, that forgetting is very difficult and that is what kills the trust in a new relationship so in my previous relationship i used to spend on the girl so much i, I used to give her all my money i'm just using an example i give her all my money spend this you know and all that and then all that i did she still went out and cheated you know on the guy that was probably wasn't even giving her as much as i was giving her in the next relationship i don't say but you i am not giving anything if the girl is not giving maybe deal like that you know and then so you now punish this new person for what the previous person did because in your mind you don't serve anybody no you did not forget maybe you forgive but you have not forgotten what the other person did and you had a way of actually telling on the new relationship because you never know if this person is actually a different actually the person is actually a different person no two relationships are the same no two persons are the same so you genuinely forgive first of all and when you forgive secondly it's good to read books it's good to read books how to build back trust you know how to build back trust another thing that would help to build back trust in your new relationship is communication 
very important communication please i don't know what people discuss now when they are in relationships i don't know what people talk about when they are together but please by all means talk about everything important it's not everything is not about um uh, what's the best color blue what's the best food rice or the, no 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 no, no. We are, i want to believe you are past that level those are the things you discuss the first two days that's if people even still talk about those things discuss hard truths share real experiences don't lie don't act like it's all okay and it's all good share your fears so that the person will know ahead of time that okay this is how this person is it will help you and it will help the person this is what my ex did to me this is the kind of person that i am it affected me sincerely and then this 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 this, this. it will help you trust the person because the person knowing your, your, your dislikes and your fears and the things that the previous person did to you will be careful not to repeat that mistake. So it will also help you bond better with the person. Discuss these things. When you talk about it, when you talk about it, you begin, you begin the, the, the trust begins to build, it begins to build, it begins to build, it begins to build again. It begins to build again. Another thing, love genuinely how do our parents still love us upon all the things that we have i don't want to go to jesus so because i want some people say that they actually shall love but that's how we're actually supposed to love but then let's come back to our parents the one we've seen how do they still believe in us it's because they love us and they know that they cannot throw us away when you know that this person that you are with it's forever i'm going to do forever with this person matter what you just have to trust the person again so that mindset of we go nowhere helps too you begin to build trust again somehow begin to build trust again you just have to trust so let it be registered that's the third point that just me let me register in your head that okay there's no second choice i just have to trust again and then also, when you discover red flags, that seems like there's going to be a repetition of what happened to you, say it immediately. Let, let the person know that, okay, this is what you're doing, and I know this, I recognize these actions, and I think this is where you're headed, and this is what you're going to do, and this is what you're going to do. And if that's what you're thinking, then don't even try it. Once a person knows that mentally you are three steps ahead of her in whatever she wants to do or even if that's not what she wanted to do she will be so careful not to do what you just said she will be so i mean that's a reasonable person now we're talking about a reasonable person will be so careful not to do what you want to do sometimes they might say um women have a way of getting men now to shut up they say you're lagging you're talking too much you're being too protective you're being too no it helps to an extent, it helps. Let the person know that, okay, whatever you're doing there, just know that this is what, I think this is what you're doing, this is what you're doing, this is where you're headed. So when the person co-ops the action, no harder. You know, so um, trust is something that is it's a conscious effort. It will not change in three months. It will not be built in six months. 
even in marriage, we trust, we learn to trust daily. We learn to trust daily. We learn to trust daily. There will be there will be false, there will be mistakes, there will be hurt. But as you grow, you learn to trust. It builds, it builds, it builds, it builds, it builds, it builds. It's like a house. You start with a block, and then you add another block, and then you add another block. Before you've laid a foundation, and you begin to lift. It doesn't just happen like. Just as it is easier to break down a house than to build it up. That's exactly how trust is. It's easier to actually break trust than to build trust. So you gradually begin to pick up, pick up, pick up. Closeness, relationship, communication, communication, bonding helps to build trust. Communication. And then you, it is a popular song trending that you look beyond me, please. Now, that song is is, 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 is is real. Like, seriously, please, look beyond whether you're with. Another thing that will help you to trust again. Now, this one is just in case you are still in that toxic relationship or you won't, or let me not use the word toxic again because we are not supposed to be in a toxic relationship. But just in case you, you still want to do relationship with this person but the person broke your trust, what another thing that will help you in that relationship is if you have looked beyond that person and looking beyond the person for me in this context i mean you're looking beyond this victor who has cheated who has lied who has stolen who has done this or that but you're seeing the potentials in victor's future Okay, looking at this guy, Victor, I have watched you, I have studied you, I have prayed for you, which is very important, and then I have done so many things, and this is what I know about you, regardless of what you're doing now. You are this person. You have this potential. You can be this, you can be this, you can be this. It will help you to look beyond that person. It will help you to trust that person again and begin to build something for that person. And then lastly, in a new relationship, to trust, learn to trust the new person in the previous relationship is actually by not building expectations. Any of you guys didn't hear that? You didn't see that coming, right? <laughs> Do not build expectations. Yes, because I, I have learned personally in my few experiences in relationships before marriage that when, when you begin to build expectations, that's like an open check to disappointment. Let these things hit you as a surprise. Let some things hit you as a surprise. Is it good to actually have a list of the things you want? To an extent, know what you want. But when you're knowing what you want, don't don't keep it fixed in your because some of us are so stereotyped. If it's you know, if she's not tall and beautiful, if she's not, if she doesn't have some things in the body, or if she's not a singer, or if she's not this, or if she's not that, she's not, no. Okay, let me shock you. I I I missed some of the things I wanted to, you know, in in a woman. Now this, this is not about attitude or distrust, anyways, but I mean most singers want to marry a singer. So I was like, okay, my wife will be a singer. And the singers I have been with were giving me serious hell. And then I met a non-singer that gave me peace. 
and I'm like, okay, this one is off my list, but it's something. But in marriage, I got to discover somehow that this woman is actually a singer who is not very expressive. And then that hit me like a surprise. Even though sometimes I don't actually want to say it out like, okay, you know how guys stop. But that hit me like a surprise. That means, okay, some of the things you're actually looking out for is there. It might not be very expressive initially, but with time, you begin to see that those things are there. They were not dominant, they were just recessive on that. So when you reduce your expectation list, you will begin to have less trust issues. I hope with the few points in mind, I've been able to help you build back trust. Thank you. Okay, so before we before we take um, Mr. Radiant to Kevini, Mr. Victor, another one for you here. Um, you see, there are guys <laughs> out there, and, and I know you can relate, you know, like I feel like I've also been on this table here. So there are guys out there who haven't had a smooth ride with relationship, and they've made up their minds that um, love isn't for them, and they'll stick to being a playboy and eventually not get married. What do you have to say about this? Okay, okay. <laughs> Guys out there who haven't had a smooth ride in relationship and have decided to follow the Playboy um path. My my colleagues are here. I hear you now, I hear you now. <laughs> okay, I'm laughing because um I've been there. I've been there, I've been there. Okay, so it really did hurt me. And um um one of my um um relationships then the girl left me for like my best friend you know and it really did hurt it really did hurt so bad so um i've been there when i just discovered i'm like this thing called love doesn't doesn't i, I told myself that time this thing called love is nothing it's nothing so i'm not doing it again and then we entered the labor market or further the relationship market <laughs> and we began to sleep all right um i'm feeling like saying praise the lord <laughs> let me tell you as a one-time playboy who has been there i'm not telling you what someone wrote i have been there and i'm telling you you are building fences of regrets for yourself stop that building now that you can still see out. Because the time will come when you will build it and so high that you cannot see the other side. And so you begin to think that this is all that is to life. And that's where you die. I'm very serious about this part. For guys, we think, I mean, you meet a girl, you guys probably have sex, which is very wrong mess you 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 say things do this do that with the girl and then you move to the next girl blah, 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 blah. and then to them it's like those are like crowns a like big boy like oh my god how many girls are my brother you don't know what you're doing to yourself i don't even want to throw the medical line because if we want to go there this podcast this whole thing might not end how many infections you've built up for yourself you know it's, it's it, you don't even want to go that lane so you discover that before you are up to a particular age, your health has been messed up. 
let's leave that side for the medical doctors i'm sure they will come and do justice to that and let's come to first the relationship aspect of it let me tell you when they see um a, a human's mind is like a sticker so you you a brand new sticker you remove the um the sticker seal and then you leave the gum the gum side free so you paste it here and then the next day you come to that place you paste it you removed it from there paste it at that point you removed it maybe after three or four pastings you discover that when you're going to the perfect you finally found the perfect place to paste that sticker maybe the fifth position it will not it will not stick because you've wasted the gum you have so wasted the gum that in places where you're not supposed to that when you finally get to the, the place where it's actually the perfect place it will not stick so you discover people are now you're not going out there to look for extra gum to 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 to, to fix what came fixed may you not wake up in the morning and go to look for things to make your marriage work may it not be like that may it not be like that so i'm i'm very very i'm i'm very serious about this true love is real it is real it is real you do not take permanent decisions from temporary actions that heartbreak was a temporary action yes it happened with the first person it happened with the second person it happened with the third there's a fourth person bro there's a fifth person and if you check very well too, you also have a part to play in all this. It's not like you just come out in a clean cell and then people just hit you. Bah, come on, hit you. Bah, come on, hit you. Bah. No, you have a part to play in all this. I don't know how people do it, but I can sense a relationship that will work from afar. First, who are you? That's the first question to ask yourself. Playboy, pause and ask yourself, who am I? When you know who you are, then you will know the kinds of persons to relate with, the kinds of persons to share your, 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 your substance with. You will know. You will not just wake up in the morning and begin to act or just get involved with just anyone that's available. That's why you discover that kings and princes only go for royalties. Know who you are. When you know who you are, you know what you can take. You know where you are going. So, so you don't, you don't, you, if you know where you're going, if you're going to Mayan, you will not enter a car going to Atimbo. And then you now expect the driver to actually, you know, be acting in a way. So you need to actually know where you're going and go where you're going. So you go where you're going with someone who's going where you're going, not someone who looks like. No, and you don't start believing God to change people's direction. No, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. If you check those relationships that failed somehow, we had the part to play in carelessness. We didn't look well. We didn't check well. So before you say a right of relationship and true love, check yourself. Have I actually been accurate with my choices? Have I been fair with my choices? Did I pick the right persons? Did I go for my kind of person? Or was I allowing my sexual fantasies to influence my choices because it is very important 
So you do not just choose people based on, uh, and then people who actually end up like these are people who do not know who they are or what they want. And so there's that tricky thing that has been trending now. You say, why, why can't you eat Indomie while you're waiting for rice to, you know, to be ready and all that? What if you eat Indomie and then rice is ready and you can't take it in? Mm-hmm. You eat the Indomie and then rice is ready and you can't take it in. Someone like me, Indomie is like eating, eating biscuit because it can never be satisfying. So you see, you see, there is true love with the right person on my own side i need to know who is for me sometimes it is only that when you know the right person for you you discover the person both of you begin to talk you need to know okay what are your values what are the things you hold dear you know what are your boundaries how far can you go let me, let me state it clearly now. The person will not tick all your boxes as if you have boxes. The person will not be 100% wow. If the person is 100% wow, then what are you coming to do in a relationship? In every relationship, there must be room for you to add value. And that's where the person begins to appreciate you. That's the impact that we are talking about. So, but the person will have some things, you know, somewhere, 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 you know. There's some things that you know that okay, okay, this 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 can help, this can help, this can help, that can help. When they say a woman is supposed to be help meet, it is not just in relate in marriage. Help meets in relationship too. Help meets in relationships too. A woman who cannot help your your purpose, your vision, not by sponsoring you financially. No, finances is not everything. Not sponsoring you financially. That's not the only thing. Little, little mental support. You can do this. You can do this. I believe in you. You can do this. A woman who can stand by you. Okay, how can I come in here? How can I come in there? It's not every time. Love, love, love. You're the apple of my eye. You're the spring roll of my bones. You're the this. You're the that. You're the that. All you will do is just words, 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 love, 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 love. I am waiting for a very wonderful opportunity to tell you, my brother, that love it is love can never be enough in marriage. In fact, after your first one week of marriage, you will discover that love is like down, 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 the scale of preference in marriage. Love. You see all those text messages? I miss you. Without you, you give me life. The air breathes. All those things. All those lies. <laughs> I call them lies because when you come into the real deal, you discover that those things really, really, sincerely, Go for who is aligned in your path. Then both of you come together and see how these things can happen. Try another sincere relationship. Do not give up on something real. And when you try, go back to where you did wrong and do it this time differently. Okay, what did I do wrong? What what did I go wrong here? Was I not communicating well? Or maybe I was too busy. Let me tell you something. Some of us have a way of being bosses from relationships. So you meet a girl. You say you're looking for a girl that is in your, your path. And you discover that you're the boss. You guys go on an outing. A, a friend of mine took a lady on an outing. You know, both of them are believers. The girl is actually in, in line of his purpose and all. But she couldn't stand him. 
because we went for an outing and he was doing the talking from beginning to the end be like oh i'm talking about this i'm doing this i do this i'm this i'm that this is this i'm about to do this i can do this i can do that and she was just in awe it looks like a seminar I mean, where do you even get to ask me, you know? I mean, when she has, and then you, you hear really not only telling her what he thinks she can do, you won't even want to hear from her. And so the girl's like, I won't be able. So even in the folk, the Christian folk, Gongo, not because the person is spiritual, because some of us say, ah, I dated church girl, that's the, that's the tag. I even dated a church girl, you know, Kamaru. Even amongst church girls, there are, there are church girls that are not for you. They are good for some other person. Let me use the tag church girls too. Know who is for you. Know who is for you. Not all church girls are for you. Know who is for you. And then you know how to blend and do what you're supposed to do. So sincerely, you don't just give up on love like that. Love is real. It is real. And then if you think being a playboy will heal your wounds until maybe when you're ready, no. If you think you're not, see, it is not a crime. I think I've not mentioned this in the beginning. It is not a crime to take a pause on relationships. I'm like, let me just pause. I've had a pause in a relationship before. For a year. One whole year. I just paused. What's going on? When you pause and you think, your eyes are open to some things. That's where I was talking about you dealing and building up yourself. So yes, true love is real. And then being a playboy, you are harming yourself. Because you will end up playing, 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 playing. See, you don't even know where your destiny is. And then you go and play and play and play. And then before you know it, God calls you to a higher level or God lifts you up to a particular level and your past comes haunting you. Let me tell you something. Some people cannot attend some positions today because of how terrible they have been in the past. Somebody will tell you, your past is past, my life. My brother, let me tell you the truth. That same past that is past, people still draw analysis and conclusions from that past because if you could do that then there are tendencies that you can do worse so now that you have an opportunity to actually erase some things why don't you just go the right thing and god forbid that you actually finally find a woman that you truly love and then it's let it not be written that you've actually gone to mess things up with her sister or her cousin and then finally this is the woman god has kept for you and then she wants to be with you, but her cousins and her sisters have a different notion of you. And then they begin to tell your in-laws that this guy that did this, that did that, that did that. It will only be the girl believing in you. Her family will not believe in you. And that marriage will not work. Nobody knows what is kept in tomorrow. Be careful how you handle today. Playboyship or whatever you guys call it does not solve anything. As a matter of fact, it worsens the situation. Being a playboy does not make you any better. It worsens the situation. I've been able to correct things. Okay, Mr. Radian, so let's hear from you. What's the difference between having a love and sexual affair when you are married compared to when you are single? I may not be able to um, actually 
really say having a sexual because I wasn't really one very sexual active person before I got married. <clears throat> so, but then I know that what you have in marriage is actually beautiful because it's devoid of anything guilt. It's devoid uh, devoid of of um of you know secrecy. I know that as a as an unmarried person, you can't possibly have sex with the consciousness that people around you know that you're having sex, or you would probably not do it, you know, um, and then you don't feel guilty about it. And even though some of us have been able to kill our conscience, <laughs> but then the truth is, when you are married, you are married, and you know that okay, this person is your partner for life. You've gotten all legal licenses and all sort of, you know, um, permissions to go ahead and do whatever you want to do. So you get to explore each other and you're not in a hurry to explore each other because you have forever. Now, when you are not married, you're involved in a sexual relationship. You're always in a hurry to eat the cake because you're not sure of it tomorrow. So, and the fact that you have to close the windows and the doors and all sorts... Basically, the truth is being married provides you freedom, provides you um, free conscience, provides you the environment for you to actually enjoy real love. And the truth is when you are, when you are married, it's, the experience is actually different because there's a whole lot of uh, um, love, comforts, a whole lot of things that's added up to the package. So that that's the difference between... Um, having a love and sexual affair when you're single and having one when you're married. And, you know, the truth is, as single people, most times, most of the love is tied around the sex. It's tied around the sex. A lot of single people are actually involved in relationship because of what they stand to get out of it in terms of whether for the guys getting the sex, for the ladies getting the her bills or some part of her bills sorted, you know, what they stand to get. And um, most times the sex is actually given in exchange for something. And for those that are probably genuinely in love and then they just enjoy having each other, a lot of times those sexual activities actually cut them off some of the com- necessary conversations they ought to have as single people preparing for the next phase if they are planning to get married. So it's a whole lot of intricacies and complications around having sex as a single person and actually having and enjoying it when you're married so it's actually a lot better that's all i can say okay so mr victor back to you <laughs> give us the juiciness of all of this okay please do <laughs> so you know we know when and uh, we know that when you are married um, you get to do and do and do until you're tired of doing <laughs> So, what's the difference between a love and sexual affair when you are single compared to when you are married? Okay, so, <laughs> wow, I don't know why number four is 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 just a laugh. Alright, so it says what's the difference between um um. um I think I think I understand the question as um sex in marriage and sex in a relationship that's outside marriage okay so what is the difference right 
like sexual relationship in marriage i mean all right first of all information from a brother to a brother my brother <laughs> you see this thing called sex you will get tired of it a time will come in marriage you will, you will see it and you will be tired i mean this whole thing that you're craving with your blood like your body is vibrating your veins are rising everything wants to burn 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 you 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 will see i'm like you'll be begging like please please sex before marriage is the worst mistake anyone can make sex before marriage is the worst mistake you can make the dangers are so high let me tell you one key thing that i discovered recently if you have sex with a woman before marriage and then you eventually get to marry her she will not believe you when you say you're not having sex outside your marriage you know why because when you were with her you could not you could not hold your integrity based on both of you had mutual understanding and wanted it she probably wanted it even more than you did and so you couldn't hold yourself with her and it happened so how is she, how can she now believe that you will hold yourself when you go outside with another woman trust the team trust we're talking about second reason that spoils sex before marriage is what happened what if you know you begin to measure the 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 capacity the experience you've had with other persons and your spouse and you're like if it's not good enough you begin to complain you begin to complain and then you want to go outside you want to have it outside you want to but imagine that your first experience your first knowledge your first whatever is with the woman of your dreams both of you build together know together learn together grow together get better together in the sex god forbid that you'll be making love to your wife and then in your mind is your ex that is in your mind and so that's actually when you get to reach satisfaction when you think about your ex because that's what people are passing through that's what people are passing through why do you rush into eating your cake before it's served it's your cake it is your cake it's your food it's just like you're cooking meal like it's on fire and you're you're, you're trying to cook you're trying to cook and you're eating it before it's it's ready and then by the time it's ready you finish the whole pot and then you just off your gas and go and sit down oh when you can actually relax and eat it well <laughs> you know and there's this thing about eating food that is yours and actually stolen food when you're watching if someone is coming or who's looking or something and then for you take two minutes you know bah, bah, you can never be satisfied my brother calm down and eat well do you understand eat well with your wife you just start started very very slowly facial contact you know eye contact and then whether you are talking you know this is from a communication you know 
talk, talk, little, 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 and then we peck, and then we kiss, and then not just a short kiss, but a very, you know, that kind of kiss where both of you bond together for a long time. From there, step gradually, you touch, and then foreplay, you know, you just, it's not a crime if you're kissing and then both of you just burst into laughter and then you just laugh and then you just, that's your wife. You take, enjoy love. Enjoy love. And then before you know, you graduate into, it's not just, bah, 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 bah. you open like, you, 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 you penetrate and then you're out. No. That one is still far. That one is still far. You take your time. All the possible things you want to do with some cool music in the background, and then you know, in a cool room, and then you just cuddle up, and then you kiss, and then you touch. By the time you have licked from head to toe, my brother, things are already on the high side. You know, and then she, you can also give her opportunity. Okay, now that thing, this sex is not just a man's thing. You also give her opportunity to diversify, to dissect. Some women also like some places, you know, and then ask her what else, what else you want to do. And then she shows you one or two things, and then you. Please, guys, by all means, set your woman on fire. There's a way you do this thing, and then she's begging you, like, and then when you're finally down there, you're not in a haste. You're not in a haste. You're not in you're taking your time. Taking your time. Taking your time. You're gradually not and then you're not foul. You are a human being. You take your time, take your time, take your time, take your time. I beg by all means. Explore which one is missionary alone. Explore. There's so many other positions. So many other positions. 69. Doggy. Explore positions. You know positions. And then as a guy, you know a position that you know your last position. Um, um, uh, uh, we call it the last man standing position. The last man. The that position that no matter what, once that position lands like this time. Soldier is down. Soldier will drop and is down. That position, be very careful to keep it last. Don't even start with it before you come and embrace the generation. So you take your time. And then communicate during sex. Do you like it? Do you like it? You know, talk. How are you feeling? Hope you're enjoying it. Let, let Get feedbacks in sex, not after sex. Feedbacks are good after sex. But feedbacks are hot and very romantic during the process. Hope you're liking it and all that. You know, those things are very important. You don't get to hear those things. In a study relationship, that one they made up a man just want to have sex and all that. No. And then please, the first coming of of the master is just washing your face. And the first coming of the master, you know what I'm talking about. The second coming of the master is the main coming of the master. So, it, it is not, and take your time in the second coming of the master. Please don't end your journey at the first coming and then you just stand up and like, yes, I've done all things to start. No, my brother, you have not done all. Take your time. Take your time. Take your time. You know, 
and then even if you guys want to pause at some point give her water to drink or a, a cool drink you know and then just kiss and then you're like oh i hope you're enjoying it and all that at the end of everything please when you are done making love with your wife do are the honors of cleaning her up men say thank you Oh, baby thank you so much that was really awesome that was really nice i really really enjoyed it and get to hear from her don't just stand up bah, carry your box up, bah, bah, bah. No, that's the difference between a real love marital and a sexual relationship and that that dispute might everybody's just rushing to just move if possible both of you have a shower together and in the shower if 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 your body is still willing strike Oh, your body is weak, so you just cuddle up. A woman needs more attention after sex than even before sex. She wants it because she feels like, okay, you've had me. They see that as their dignity and their value. So make her feel like she was worth it, like she was amazing, she was wonderful, she was awesome. And then before you knew it, Get to talk about some of that thing. What we see in movie, both of you sleep off together. Almost that the kind of lovemaking that will not be forgotten. Please, even if it is 30, 20 minutes of foreplay, kiss, you know, and then socks. Alright, so I, I believe that somehow you get to understand what I'm talking about. So it's very different. It's very, very different. Sex in marriage is a blessing. Sex outside marriage is a curse. Now, sex in marriage can actually lead you to do great and mighty things that you never even believe you could do. Sex in marriage is a revival. I know you didn't hear that. But sex outside marriage, is, is it, it truncates destiny. It pulls you down. So when people say sex is bad, sex is good. Sex is, sex is a two-edged sword. It depends on when you take it. If you take it in a good time, it elevates. If you take it in a bad time, it depreciates. It will destroy. It will destroy you. So you discover that you see a man of God from fire yeah, doing great miracles. Like then you're like, whoa. And then he tells you he had sex in the morning before coming out. And you're like, how? How do you, in a Christian, a single Christian, like, how do you indulge in such immorality? Ah. And then you come and you you know, at that point, it is not immorality, it's a blessing. Then before marriage, it will be acting like, oh, mm, that's not it. That's not, you can never say that you've had enough sexual fun. No matter how good you are, my brother, you, it's, there's nothing as good as having the ownership that, ah, ah, this one is beside me. I wake up, she's here. I sleep, she's here. Like anytime, any day. Any moment, any hour. Come on now. Come on. You can never compare. It's, it's incomparable. Like you, when you when you discover that okay, this food is my own. Don't they don't be eating it like like I want to run no. And a man who actually indulges in premarital sex has very easy tendencies of cheating in marriage. Let me take this in just so you can help someone. Masturbation. Maybe you're not having premarital sex, but masturbation in before marriage leads to unsatisfaction. 
in sex after marriage. If you're not sleeping around, but you're busy masturbating to hold yourself together and hold your and hold your life together, so that's your way, and that's your way of satisfying yourself till marriage. You will discover that when you get married, and even after having sex with your wife, if you do not masturbate, you will not find satisfaction. A lot of people are suffering from that. And then, if you are sleeping around with different girls, actually, before marriage, you will discover that if by instance your wife is not like those girls, the, 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 the memory in your brain will just be that girl. And if you come to the consciousness that sex is the transfer of virtue from person to person, you discover that a lot of people are working with truckload of virtues that they don't know, both good and evil. Both good and evil. Guy, your body, your penis, everything about you is gold. It is gold. Keep it, guard it, and wait. Let me shock you. That thing, your penis has ears. It can hear. When it is all rising and raging and it's like you want to die, if you talk to it, it can hear. Sexual urge, I think I'm going to the next question, is in the mind. Is in the mind. Is what you see that you know interpret in your mind and then before you know it oh your body's no 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 it is in your mind when you speak body hear me and he hears you okay why is it that you're all erect and your body is raging and then you get a bad news someone just had an accident and everything just goes down why does it go down it's in the mind. The state of your mind now is in shock and disappointment, and everything goes down. So it listens, it hears. So some of us don't even think we can speak to it. It's high time you begin to see your body as gold. See it as gold. Like it's so precious, I cannot even mess with it like that. I don't play this with body mind, I'm unable to. Heat, according to the question, deliver the juicy to an extent. Okay, so Mr. Radiant, how best should a man respond to his lady when she's angry, unhappy about something, having mood swings, and when she's seeing her period? <laughs> this is funny because almost, almost every lady experiences this, you know, Early on in my marriage, or not just my marriage, early on when I started my relationship with my wife, and um, I started experiencing some of these things, I probably didn't know how to react or how to act, you know. But then this is this is a simple, this simple, very simple um, advice or what to do. Ladies require a whole lot of patience. I mean. A whole lot of patience. If you want to be with a woman, you need to develop long suffering. <laughs> as, as a special, special fruit of the spirit, you know. So basically, you need to be patient with them. <clears throat> now, when she's angry, 
you just need to find okay most times um okay i remember something that happened in, in the early part of my relationship one time my wife then my girlfriend was angry with me for want whatever reason i didn't have a clue and i was in lagos she was in calabar and um we were talking over the phone she wasn't feeling well and i had been around before i left back to lagos and barely a week or two later and then she was angry at me for some reason that till today <laughs> i don't know what it was but most times you find women being angry at you for reasons you don't know now that's actually one one face in the of the of the order and the truth is you may never know and it will be a problem if you happen to find a woman that there are some people that they want you to actually apologize in detail and i mean in detail that is acknowledge what you've done and apologize based on that and it will be so bad when you don't even know what you've done uh-huh. so there are some that they just want the apology whether or not you know what you've done okay you can claim you know what you've done and just apologize more like on the surface and oh i'm sorry or i've done this i'm sorry for what i've done even though you don't know what you've done you know and stuff but there are some that would want and my my wife happened to be the one that would want in detail you know so it was a serious challenge i started calling her friends to find out what did she say i did do what thing i do <laughs> you know stuff like that to try to be able to know where and how i need to apologize but basically this is it when you offend or when your your woman your lady is angry you need to first of all find out what is responsible for her anger and then if you were wrong if, whether or not you were wrong that's one truth if you want the relationship to work the truth is any relationship that works is worked by the participant of the relationship so you work your way for it to work basically so for me it's not about pride or whatever i'm more interested in the relationship than my personal ego so i apologize oh i'm sorry i did this i'm sorry i did that even sometimes when i'm not right i'm not wrong you know but because yeah the relationship is important to you you apologize it doesn't make you less of a man you know so you try and find out what made her angry if you are responsible you apologize if you're not responsible if the anger came from another source channel you try and solve what problem you know instigated the anger you try and find a solution to the challenge if it's somebody or if it's something that can be solved you solve it if it is somebody sometimes that your 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 woman might want you to address the issue so you have to also find out all of those things you know and women can actually divert um what what is it called now aggression a lot some they can just go out somebody makes them angry they come back you are you are the one you are the one automatically that made them angry so all the anger and everything is on you so you just have to find a way now these are not necessarily characters that are, that that are that is generic to all women but just that it's common it's common and it doesn't make them less of a loving person or make them bad. It's just how their emotional configuration is. And that is how they, they respond to things. So, yeah, and that, that's one of the things that causes some of those mood swings because of their emotional configuration. 
their hormonal you know processes such as um menstrual cycles um um what is this other one called the uh, ovulation you know whole lot of men women go through a lot they basically go through, i'm talking about natural biological sequences they go through a lot and some of those things cause so much hormonal imbalance and a whole lot of mood swings and all of those things so you have to be patient to be able to understand them and understand how they expect you to react to certain situations when she is sick how does she want you to react when she's going through um lows like she's depressed or angry about something or feeling bad how does she want you to react you have to be able to study or come to understand your woman so that you know how and what to do when such things happen because one person's formula may not necessarily work for everybody even though there are some generic traits you know at uh, characters and all of that but then you need to be able to narrow down how your partner you know reacts to things and then be able to respond to them in that way sometimes you can even when the whole swing or whatever is over you can even ask oh babes what's up sorry you want to want to want to happen recently and then i, I probably reacted wrongly or reacted rightly i'd just like you to know in some situations like this how do you want me to behave how do you want me to react what would you what, what would you like me to do now have an open conversation about almost everything i remember one time i i i wasn't reacting well when my wife now then my girlfriend was sick i'm this person that i don't know i don't fall sick often and i i, I just probably just move on to things fast if you tell me something is wrong right now, in the next five, ten minutes, talk about it. So I've, I've finished. I'm moving on to something else, you know. But then, she isn't that kind of a person. She actually wants you to actually stay in that conversation longer, you know, just pet around and all of that. And we just started dating, and I, I was just getting to know what she wanted. So at some point, I had to open up the conversation, babe. Let's talk about this. And so when you are down. How do you want me to behave? How do you want me to react? What are the things you expect? You know, stuff like that. And all of this comes with answers that help us to get better at every stage of our relationship. Yeah, so, Mr. Radiant, money is a necessary ingredient for love. In fact, it has become an, an unsaid love language. But yet again, we find lots of guys engaging in relationships, having sex while dating, most times having sex with random girls and if you ask them why they aren't married yet their excuse usually boils down to they want to make money so what's your opinion on the belief that men should make money before getting married of course men should make money before getting married but the question is how much money and when you say make money this term make money is very very relative you know, one time I, I was privileged to hear somebody talk about being broke. And the person that said he was being broke was flying from, from Canada to Dubai to the U.S. And he was working on a multi-billion dollar, multi-million dollar project. And then he was trying to get about, um, about $600,000. Was it $600,000? Yeah from one particular client of you no know, set of clients and then i began to tell somebody that this term 
broke his relative. Somebody might have 100,000. And the person is broke. And that person has 10K. And that is broke to the person. So when you say make money, the term make money is relative. So you need to be able to define how much money are you planning to make when you are saying make money. Because people just use the term make money, make money. And there's no specifics. There's no... There, there's no target. There's no goal. There's nothing like... I, I don't know the word to use now, but it's not specific. So, what money are you trying to make? A young man earns 100k to 150k monthly. And you're saying, I want to make money. What money do you want to make? The truth is, people lie because they're afraid of taking responsibility. Um, This is it. There are three things that makes a man ready for marriage or there are three things that young men are totally running away from one of them is responsibility the second one is commitment the third one is accountability now when you are married you become actually more responsible that's what people say you're a man it doesn't necessarily mean that you're not a man before it is just those responsibilities that you know and it's not like you don't actually handle responsibilities before. Just that now, now this responsibility handle when you're not married was optional. Many times optional. For example, if you are sending money to your parents, it is not compulsory. It is optional. Yeah, because except you're the only child, even though you're the only child, your parents will probably have to, you know, have their own source of income. So you're giving them money. It's not like compulsory. But when you're married, you know that you have to provide for your household. You have to provide for your children, your wife, handle your rentals and all of those. So it is more like a compulsory responsibility, sort of. So a lot of young people are actually running away from that responsibility, the sense of responsibility, the fact that there's someone that you re- that, that 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 you are responsible for, that certain bills, actions, needs, demands, and all of those things that you are responsible that that drops on your table. You know, that your desk is actually the final desk where decisions are made and choices are confirmed. Now, the next is commitment. Being able to stay through with one person, the discipline to stay through with one person, you know, build something, actually put your efforts, time, energy, resources to actually make that thing work out. That commitment is what some young people, they just want to something that they'll just breeze in and breeze out. You know, commitment, you know, and then tomorrow they can say, ah, I better go. If you are, if you are not, uh, if you want to stress my life, we move, we cut you off. All those kind of stupid ideologies that some young people have. But basically, that's what young men are running away from the commitments. Then the third thing is accountability. You know, the other day I was out and it was getting late. I had to rush back home because I have a wife at home. But when I was a young man, I could actually go out and if it's late, I can pass the night at a friend's place. But it's no longer the same. The same thing with my finances. I can't just spend money or buy anything on my own. I have to make sure, okay, babe, this is what we are buying. This is what we are spending. This is how much is in my account. You know, that transparency, that um, um, accountability, someone has to be able to account for your actions, for your choices, for your, you know, because it's no longer just you. The life is no longer just yours anymore. When you get married, it's not your life anymore. It's not your, I mean, when I mean your life, it's not, you're no longer single in the life. Your life is shared with another person. So your decisions, your choices, and all of those things is shared, both of you. 
So that accountability, commitment, and responsibility is what people are running away from in the disguise of want to make money. Because the truth is, it's actually more expensive being single <laughs> than being married. The only expenses that come with being married is actually the wedding processes. But aside that, when you're married, you're not having a combined finances. So which means if you have to buy, if you used to buy one thing alone before, now you have someone that can share expenses with you. Which means if you used to um, um, maybe pay your rent alone before, now you have someone that can share rent with you. And if you used to make some financial decisions and plans alone, you have someone that can actually introduce some level of wisdom, knowledge, because women are actually very, very wise. If you find a good woman, you'd find one that can manage finances very well. I bet you your life is made. You've blown. You've made it in life. So basically, when you are single and you're trying to please all of them ladies, all of those ladies, you take them out, you take them this, you buy this. Sometimes you spend nights in a hotel trying to do whatever you want to do. You hang out because at that moment, you're always in the impressive side, trying to impress, trying to keep up, trying to... But when you are married, the truth is, you become, both of you become more responsible. You're no longer trying to impress anybody. If you go out, it's because it's important. It's because it's part of those spices that you need to add to your marriage. You know, so you have more like scheduled activities, scheduled going out, scheduled um, plans and all of that. And then if some things are not necessary, your wife will understand that your finances actually have certain plans. And then they will plan with you. I'm not the one that your girlfriend does not care. She wants to eat shawarma, she wants to eat shawarma, you know, and stuff like that. So you find out that it's actually more, um, should I use the word lucrative? No, no, that's, that's not the word. It's actually better to be married because you have someone that you have a long lifetime plan with somebody. So you can have a long-term plan with your finances and manage your money better than when you're not married. When you're not married, most of your plans are actually short-term because you could actually want to have a plan and then you're, so you meet somebody tomorrow and you want to get married, the person is not in sync with that plan. You understand? So, um, for example, I, I, I relocated and same with my wife. And I imagine if I wanted to actually relocate to some other place that she was not okay with, it have caused a bit of a you know challenge. But then, because we both had an understanding and then we are where we are. So the truth is, making money is not an excuse. It's just that people have decided to make it an excuse. Yes, you should have money because there are basic needs. So if you have some basic income source, if you can plan your income, if you know you have an income, you have a job or a skill or whatever that gives you regular income, like you can know, okay, within... 30 days in a month, this is how much I earn. Then you can make the move. You can afford to pay a roof over your head. You can afford some basic needs of food and um, and all of the basic needs, you know. And you have a woman that is also resourceful that both of you can put heads together and build your finances together. Then you can. So all of those excuses of... um, Want to make money is not excuses for me, just excuses. Because a lot of people just are not planning about it. They are just there. The one that's telling I want to make money, check his expenses. Check that guy's expenses. 
checking their savings, checking their investments. Most times they do not, they are just living. And then suddenly when they are 34, it dawns on them that, oh, they are 34 and they need to get married. At that point in time, it becomes cumbersome on their finances to be able to pull everything together and do this thing, you know? So that's, that's it. And mind you, yes, money is a necessary ingredient for love. But money is not all that there is to love. True love is not necessarily built around money. Um, someone shared two days ago, he said, according to the scriptures, actually, love is patient, love is kind. Now, if you go through the book of, I think, Second Corinthians chapter 13 or so, First Corinthians, I don't know whether it's First or Second Corinthians chapter 13, the attribute of love, you know, it's actually beyond just money. Matter of fact, if you build your love around money, when the money is not there, then that love will be tested and it may not stand the test of time. But if the love is actually built on the real tangible attributes of love, like patience, like character, like, like, like being kind and all of those other things, you find that even when the money is not there, you have something you can hold on to, that you can put heads together and build to bring back the money. So money is very important, very important because there are some certain things in life that you want to be able to afford, you want to be able to get that makes love easy for you to practice, that makes love, that makes the relationship beautiful, that makes you to be able to enjoy the good parts and the good things of life. But then it's not limited to money. So while you're making money, build character. While you're making money, build in structures to make sure that when your love comes, you actually enjoy it. Oh yeah, so Mr. Victor, one last question for you. Um, so about our sexual orgies, there's this thing that happens after a guy has had sex with a lady, he eventually loses interest in her and moves on to the next available girl, you know? So some guys are not even ready to commit to one lady to one lady for the rest of their life. When according to them, there are many fishes out there. And when they eventually get married, you know, you still find them cheating. Those, does this thing about losing interest after sex happen when you are married? And how can you how can we as men control our sexual urges to remain faithful to one lady? Okay, so um this particular one is a two-in-one question. I uh, I love to answer it this way. Um, losing interest in a lady once you've had sex with her. Losing interest with a lady or in a lady once you've had sex with her. I, I, I suffered that a whole lot. And most guys are actually going through that. It is very possible. You begin to suffer that the respect level, the interest level, the, you know, the oreness, everything just dies down in that particular lady. The woman that you were all wild over, all of a sudden, her calls do not really excite you that much. Her presence is not really that wow anymore because you have actually gone that down. Now, it's, 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 it's dangerous. It is dangerous and it's something you need to work on because with your wife, sex becomes a duty every day, possibly every day, depending on how both of you talk about it and how you want it. Remember I said, it is at your beck and call anytime, any day, any season you want. So, 
is it that after the first sex you start losing interest in your wife or is it that after the first sex you will not love your wife anymore no you need to build that thing now it's a sea finish syndrome that needs to be dealt with with you first before you get married now this was one of the reasons why i personally told myself that i was not going to have sex before marrying my wife that's because one apart from the fact that it is actually personal discipline before god and man i have suffered it before no so i promise you i was going to tell you things that happened to me personally i've suffered it before and then i knew and i discovered that it wasn't good at all because afterwards you just see the woman and you're like uh to me it doesn't you don't appeal that much anymore all i see is a woman i have actually had sex with now first of all you have to kill the dog syndrome the dog syndrome when you see every woman as a sex tool that is the thing that actually begins to kill respect in in relationship if you see a woman as a sex tool you begin to kill begin to that's all you want that's all you want and that's all you're moving for and that's all you're craving that's all you're desiring so it's 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 you need to kill that mindset somehow it needs to die a woman is not for sex sex is an additional advantage from a woman sexual pleasure is an additional advantage there's more to that woman than sex so if she gives you sex from her heart of heart to appreciate you showing you love and all that that's like in addition to the major things that she brings to you so i had to work on myself read books on how to handle this particular thing first of all you need to learn to respect people for who they are not for what they offer for who they are and not for what they offer so you respect your woman because you sincerely love her and this is how she is so you see a woman as your helper you see a woman as you know a woman who talks sense into you who who you know you just depending on who your woman is to you that is why i would first of all always advise know who you are with who know who you're actually going out with a woman of substance and recognize her substance her potential and respect her genuinely for that so that when the, so are you trying to tell me that if you if your wife is a pastor you know or your wife is a minister or something and then after that both of you will not you won't have respect for her anymore because she she you've had an opportunity to do no 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 no. you need to have respect for the person regardless of what both of you have done learn and build that maturity to actually love someone for who they are not for what they offer because if you love someone for what they offer once you receive what they offer the love dies the respect dies everything dies down but if you love the person for who the person is the love actually multiplies after that because you begin to see that sex as an additive like as an additional blessing to who the person is so i had to work on myself personally and in the process of working on myself personally i had to you know keep off some things read books and then talk to people talk to people talk to people about it and then you know consciously even in marriage consciously one more consciously one more another thing that helps to kill 
that um that feeling is bonding when you have built a particular bond with someone over time you begin to discover that even when you've had feels of the person and then you go again it's like you've never had before the the experience is different everything is different it's a whole new experience entirely and you want more so there's some persons you think you, you get close to you begin to fear you can't do without that's how it's supposed to be in your marriage you get so close to this person that you think okay i cannot do without this person in my life so that's how you're supposed to bond and kill that symphony syndrome kill that that symphony syndrome is very dangerous because it can destroy your sexual attraction with your wife if that's what you're still going through it can destroy and that is born out of the playboy lifestyle it's born out of the playboy lifestyle where you discover that okay once i have sex with a woman and that's it that's all about a woman no that's not all about a woman there's more to a woman and that is why you see people stay and celebrate 35 years in marriage my dear it is not sex it is not love that kept them there's more there is more there is more there's more and much more. And that's why I always ask questions when I see like that. I'm like, how did you guys do it? What did you guys do? What did you involve? How did you guys go for from 10 years to 20 to 30 and 40 and above? There is more. Because there's an age you begin to get to. And then even the sexual performance said, no problem. So what kept you? What kept you going? It is that respect, that thing you discovered in the woman apart from sex that kept you or that keeps you going it is that thing aside sex that keeps you going not the sex entirely so you need to discover the more substance in the person apart from being beautiful being curvy having breast having bum bum and all that there's more to that gender than you are seeing as a matter of fact the people with the most cops and all that not all of them actually have what it takes to be a woman your woman your 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 children's mother and your wife it, it is a whole different ballgame mentally and you need to build yourself in that point to discover to recognize that early enough early enough early enough but then again nothing takes the place of staying celibate before marriage i am telling the truth i do not even regret it one bit because this is respect now for me is a respect you have for a woman when you get to meet her initially and god so bless you meet her a virgin or she's you know meet her whatever way you meet her if for a man the respect triples like wow in this era and time where women it's very difficult to keep yourself you could keep yourself like this respect triples automatically so that was how i helped myself i looked beyond the gender being for sex and i began to see more in a woman than just having sex and that is why because that is why and then we bonded more we bonded more and we bonded more and more and more and then we talk talk we talk we talk about sex we get to sit down and talk how was it what was it that was done that wasn't very okay and what was it that was done that could be done better so that way there's expectation for another time that so we can do better and so we are we are going and we are going and we are going learn to talk about sex after sex do not act like that's it and you move away how was it okay um this was okay should have tried this you have done this it's not say it constructively say it in a way that will urge the person to actually want to do better don't come and say i beg i beg beg, one minute man two minutes no no that's for the ladies anyways and for the for the guys too when you want to talk to say it in a way that 
you know, encourages her to do better. And that way, there's an expectation for next time. Trust me, this thing gets better and better as we keep trying. You can never get the best of a woman from the first sex. No. You can never get the best of a woman. You need to sit down, prepare her mind and all that. And then both of you now start up something. And then um, I hope I've been able to answer that particular question. Okay, so finally, Mr. Radiant. Now you have a no-holds-bar on love and sex. How did you know you were ready to move from being a bachelor to a husband? And how did you make that transition? You don't, you don't know you're ready. It's, it's not, it's not it's something that just happens to you and then you just know you're ready. Nope. You plan towards getting ready. It's a process. You know, this is, this is why a lot of people actually marry wrong. One. And a lot of people don't find who to marry. Because they just leave. And then suddenly they realize, oh, it's time. And when it's time, they now start looking for somebody. They don't find out because of the desperation of it being time. You now make the wrong choice. Or you, you, is that you make the wrong choice. Or you don't find somebody because basically... A lot of people you are finding doesn't fit into the kind of picture you're looking for. So it's a process. You don't suddenly know. You build towards knowing. So for example, I'd always said I was going to get married at a certain age. In fact, I'd already put a timeline. Initially, it was 2020. Then I moved it to 2021. A couple of years earlier. Talking about six, seven, eight years earlier. So I'm going to get married by 2021. So it was something that was already in my subconscious. And I already said if I was going to get married a particular year, I have to get into a relationship at least two years before that time. So that I could be in an active relationship for two years and be able to understand my, my partner and build, you know, for two years. And then, aside that, I had also said... Whoever I'm going to settle for, settle with, is going to be my friend already. So it's more like the friendship was there before the relationship came. And not that I just met her and we're starting a relationship. And then we're trying to build both friendship and relationship together. No. So all of these things were deliberate processes that I already factored into my life. Which is why at each phase, each of them were unfolding. Because I already factored into my mind, into my subconscious... And it's already work, both working and praying towards it. So when the time came, these things were just, you know, happening. I didn't have to now start to, oh, it's time. Okay, let me do this. No, it just started, you know, unfolding. So I got into relationship in 2019, August precisely. And we started dating. We dated for two years. Only two years. We got married. 2021, July. So you see that it's almost like it's a, it's a, it's a planned thing. But then, yes, it's actually planned it's because it's a process. So you, you, you would have to, if you're interested in getting married at a particular time, you have to consciously sink it into your heart, into your mind, that this is your plan, this is your strategy, this is what you're looking at. And then you begin to build your life in process towards it. You find that when the time comes, you find a relationship because it was part of your process. You know? So I usually would tell young people, I said, people said, I want to make this, I want to do this before I get married. The question is, what if you don't do those things 
before you turn 40. I want to have a car. I want to have a house. I want to do this. I want to make some amount of money before I get married. And now you're 25. What if you don't do all of those things before you turn 40? That means you don't get married before you're 40. No, it should rather be by so, so, so age, I want to get married. By 30, I want to get married. And then you list out all the things you want to achieve before you get married. Now that puts you on your toes to achieve those things because you have a timeline. But when you say, I want to achieve all of these things without a particular timeline, it might be protracted or you might end up not achieving them. And that will make you not even, you know, get to do the marriage. So it should be more like, okay, by 30, I want to get married. And before I get married, I want to have a car. I want to have this. I want to have that. I want to do this. That puts you in the consciousness that you have to start working towards achieving these things before 30. It's not like you're putting pressure on yourself. The truth is, you may not even achieve any of those things. For example, some of the things I wanted to get or do before I, I got married, I didn't get them. But then I wasn't where I was. Neither was that where I wanted to be. But then I'd made progress. I'd made progress. And the truth is, women come into your life and actually make some process easier for you. It actually makes certain things easy for you. Some, some goals, some visions. For example, I can categorically say that my finances got better when I met my wife. Yes. So there's a whole lot of <clears throat> benefits that women bring into your life. The right woman bring into your life. I always like to stress that the right woman. So that, that's just the truth. So right now, yeah, I'm enjoying love and I'm enjoying everything that comes with marriage. All of the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful experiences that come with marriage. And um, there's no guilt. There's no restriction. There's no boundaries. There's no um, whatever, name it. We enjoy ourselves. We enjoy love. And love is beautiful. Marriage is beautiful. And the beautiful thing is when you marry early. It's not like I ever married early. <laughs> but then when you marry early. That allows both of you to come into the relationship, you know, with, with, with your, both of your dreams. And you can combine to build them together. That is one beautiful thing, both of your dreams. And you combine to build them together. And beautiful thing, being so young, you have time to explore. You have time to explore. You're not in a hurry to give birth to a child. You're not in a hurry to do something. You have time to actually live your life and explore, have fun, travel, go places together. Together. You know, it's so beautiful for you to travel to some place and then, they, and then in the cold of the night, there's somebody by your side. Then if you had the opportunity to do all those tra- trips as a single person, you said that you're going to do something else <laughs> that, you, that you feel guilty about or you don't get to enjoy any of those. And then if you leave it till you are older before you get married, when you get married, because of time factor, you are trying to meet up with all of the things that you, you, you couldn't do or you, you, you would not have been able to do. You know, you're just rushing things. You have to get married and, and give birth to a child almost the next year. And then after the next year, a whole lot of things just begins to drop. But when you marry early, you have time. And you enjoy the beauty of your partner. Both of you can actually explore life together, travel places, do stuff, take risk. Yes, take risk, venture into new businesses, try out new ideas, 
and all of these things together because you have a little bit of time so with that i think um i've been able to answer your questions thank you very much okay wow it's really been an amazing time on m2m session the affair has really sparked up a whole lot trust me i sitting on this table right now listening to everything that has been said today i don't know about you but really really i've i've really learned a lot and um it's not just an eye opener but it's a real table shaker <laughs> my table has been shook shaken broken destroyed <laughs> shattered <laughs> well you see that's what we do on m2m session we shake and we break tables all right um so i'm going to be doing this again you know um this first um, edition of the affair it's actually um a pre-valentine's edition they're going to actually have a post valentine's edition so next week friday's podcast you shouldn't miss it yeah we are going to be having amazing people also on m2m session come to talk to us again also about love and sex so um the comment session is open on this podcast you can actually drop your questions yeah you can drop your questions if you have any questions and by next week's session we are going to start by answering those questions before we go right into taking our next speakers all right so thank you very much um in case you want to write to me um the comment like i said the comment section is open you can also send me an email on anna Iyang at gmail.com anna Iyang 01 anna Iyang 01 at gmail.com till we come your way again I send my best regards to every single one of you. Cheers.